It's the end of a jam-packed 2020 Formula One season. The coronavirus pandemic delayed the start of the season until June, and since then it's been a grueling four-month sprint. Here in Bahrain, in November, there are only three races left in the season. The time has flown, and Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes are already champions. The race starts. 15 seconds in, viewers are shocked and horrified when the Haas of Romain Grosjean spears off to the side of the track and hits a barrier, bursting into flames. But Grosjean lived. This is the story of the most dangerous crash in Formula One history. This is the story of the evolution of a sport, how the blood of dozens of drivers that stains the pavement led to the safety improvements that saved one man's life that night in Bahrain. This is the story of how Grosjean lived. On May 7, 1967, Lorenzo Bandini died during the Monaco Grand Prix. His car hit a wall, flipped over, and caught fire. Bandini, unable to escape, was trapped in the flames and died. On October 6, 1973, the French driver Francois Sever died during qualifying of the United States Grand Prix at Watkins Glen. He was 29 years old. In the tricky S's section of the course, his car hit a curb, bounced off a wall, and collided with a barrier on the outside of the course. Due to the safety standards of the time, the metal barrier, designed for road cars, failed when Sever's car hit it, causing the metal to hit Sever, killing him instantly. Exactly one year later, at the same track, Helmut Koenig, an Austrian driver in just his second race, died in a similar crash. His car hit a barrier, and punched out the bottom strip of metal on the wall. His car passed under and through the barrier, and his head hit the upper strip of metal, killing him instantly. On the 10th of September, a crash on the first lap of the Italian Grand Prix caused several cars to crash, including the Swedish driver Ronnie Peterson, whose car caught fire. Thanks to the heroic efforts of fellow drivers James Hunt, Patrick Depayet, and Clay Regazzoni, he was removed from the car. However, the crash left Peterson, a veteran and 10-time race winner in his ninth season with severe injuries to his legs. The medical response at the scene was, by all accounts, a complete shambles. 20 full minutes passed before doctors arrived at the scene to render care to Peterson. He was transported to the hospital, but he died the next morning of an embolism due to his leg injuries. The murderous years of the 1970s, where technology sped Formula One up to unprecedented speeds while safety lagged behind, passed. After Riccardo Paletti died in 1982, there were no more driver deaths until 1994. In that year, Formula One faced its worst ever weekend. 
First, Roland Ratzenberger, a young Austrian driver, died during practice at the San Marino Grand Prix in Imola. Then, during the race, Ayrton Senna, the Brazilian superstar and four-time champion of the sport, crashed at the outside of the Tamburello corner and died. Despite years of reckoning with the sport's bloody past and of safety improvement, 1994's so-called Black Weekend shook Formula One to its core. In the following years, the sport became dramatically safer. Wheel tethers were introduced to prevent the wheels from flying off the car, and the Hans device, which prevents the driver's head from snapping forward in a crash, was made mandatory. Helmets were improved, and the circuit barriers became even safer. The survival cell was introduced, a heavy protective core of the car where the driver sits, surrounded by crumple zones, nearly indestructible. The terrifying crashes remained, Martin Brundle rolling it in Australia in 1996, Luciano Berti careering into the wall at Spa in 2001, Robert Kubica flying into a concrete barrier in Canada in 2008, Weber flipping at Valencia 2010. But none of them died. Senna remained the last driver to die in Formula One until 2014. During a downpour in the Japanese Grand Prix, Jules Bianchi crashed into a crane that was on the circuit to remove the car of Adrian Sutel. Bianchi hit the crane with his helmet. He fell into a coma and died months later in 2015. The sport once again knew the pain of losing a driver. This time, one of the very elements that makes the racing so thrilling and otherworldly was at fault. The open cockpit of the car had to go. In 2018, Formula One introduced the Halo device, a metal bar that surrounds the driver's head, designed to withstand incredible forces. That safety implement at first received some ridicule, on the grounds that it looked funny, that it wouldn't work, that it was taking something fundamental away from the sport. The Halo was tested a couple times in real race crashes, most notably Fernando Alonso in Spa 2018 having Charles Leclerc's tire hit his halo in a dramatic crash, but it never faced a huge task. November 29, 2020. Fans tune in for another race in a strange season reaching its conclusion. The race starts normally, the leaders fight for position. Further back in the pack, some typical chaos occurs. Lando Norris collides with the driver in front of him and breaks his front wing, slowing him down, and causing an accordion effect that forces drivers all over the road. Grosjean tries to take advantage and make up places, but in the process sideswipes Daniel Kvyat's car, turning him into an uncontrolled slide at high speed. With the view way at the front of the race at the end of the straight leading into turn four, 
Television audiences see Romain Grosjean's Haas spear off the side of the track and hit a wall at high speed, causing a fireball. Grosjean's car had hit an armco barrier with strips of metal stacked vertically. At high speed, he punched through the middle of two strips, lodging his car between them. As Grosjean's car decelerated, he endured 67 Gs of force. Like Sever and Koenig's crashes decades earlier, the lower part of the armco gave way. The top strip of metal, still intact, hit the halo device and moved out of the way, saving Grosjean's life. As he traveled along the barrier he lodged in, his car hit a post, breaking in two and spilling fuel, causing the fireball. Like Lorenzo Bandini's crash, Grosjean's car caught fire, but because this car's survival cell had remained together, he was able, after 26 terrifying seconds, to free himself of the wreck. Like Ronnie Peterson's crash, Grosjean had suffered a shocking incident on the first lap. But the medical car, which follows the cars on the dangerous first lap, was on the scene to help, using a fire extinguisher to put down some of the flames. Grosjean escaped his car after 26 seconds, but it took five minutes for the cameras to find him and confirm his safety to the viewing public. After the race, the whole Formula One world was left in a state of shock. Not much else happened in the race, so there wasn't much to do but ponder how Grosjean had lived. The halo took most of the credit. Thoughts also returned to Jules Bianchi. The legacy of the last man to die in Formula One had undoubtedly saved Grosjean's life. Grosjean left with burns to his hands and feet, where the fire suit is thinnest, a minor injury in the face of what could have been. Although his determination to compete again in Formula One was part of what motivated him to escape, Grosjean would miss the last two races of the season with his injuries and would not have his contract with Haas renewed as the team moved into a new phase. Grosjean instead competed in IndyCar, scoring poles and podiums and generally having success in the new sport. The circuit was changed too. Although the crash was a freak incident, leaving the track at such an angle so far down the straight was basically an unforeseeable event. The Armco barrier at the exit of Turn 3 was replaced with a concrete wall, seemingly a more dangerous impact structure, but something where the crash that trapped and tore Grosjean's car to pieces would never occur again. The sport was also changed. Every time now that there's a big crash, you can feel the fear creeping into the commentary. Grosjean's accident reminding everyone of the mortal danger of the sport reminding us how death is never as far away as you think it is when you race cars.